Hello there. You're listening to Dithering Preview, which is like a free sample of Dithering. Dithering. Well, what do you want to say, Ben? I was going to say we take uh, snippets from our episodes in the past month. Those snippets are from our four pay podcast two two times a week, 15 minutes an episode. Not a second not, less, not a second more. Not a minute less, not a minute more. Come on. Oh, I screwed up every time. You said that the last time, too. I, I wasn't going to say anything, but two strikes and you're out. I mean, what kind of CEO doesn't remember a slogan like that? That's why you have a president to keep you in line. <laughs> Here's May. May 4th, Apple v. Epic. I think the way this plays out in the long run is Epic probably loses, but that is a spur for something to actually happen in the law. And if right. that happens, that's how Apple that's how Apple loses in the long run. I that is exactly where I've been going with this too. And it and to me, it, like the the epic legal team is is a bunch of A-listers, right? These are uh I was just reading about their track record. You know, these these are attorneys who've led yeah. they didn't cheap out on their lawyers. No, they're they're but yet it to me, on the whole, everything Epic has done from the very opening salvo of the, you know, the remote switch to turn on credit card processing directly in Fortnite till now has been much more of a PR campaign than a legal campaign. Yep. And, and that to me, and again, not saying that their lawyers aren't A-listers. They are. And I think that they are fighting the best legal fight they can, but I think it's so uphill that the idea is, well, even if we get creamed in court on these issues, the unsavoriness of, like you said, all the stuff that's come out in Discovery from Apple, it, that it just has such a bad look to it that then Congress will say, well, look at how ridiculous this is that Apple won this case. Clearly, the law is insufficient. May 7th, Epic, Trump, and Facebook. I thought the one thing that really, really augured poorly for Epic in this week on the stand was that judge, uh, the judge really kind of pressed Tim Sweeney on the issue of, well, wait a minute. If kids are playing games, isn't it good that there's a little bit of friction in the payments? Like really pressing back on the idea that Epic would store your credit card and put all these in-app, you know, uh, costume and stuff like that you can buy for Fortnite one tap away. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and I know because there's some folks that are very, I mean, you think I'm anti-app app store. There's people that are way more than I am. And this is the point that we, that we just disagree on. Like, I, I yeah. think that the, like, I think games are different. And I think that's, um, I think it's a fair, <laughs> it's a fair point. It should be so much easier and lower friction to spend money inside video games is something nobody has said who doesn't work at a video game company. <laughs> That's right. Yep. It's exactly. And it really, it really gets you towards the casino mindset where it's like, Hey, it should be easier to put money into a slot machine says nobody who doesn't own a casino. May 12th games are different. Facebook wants to know when you convert to buy gems in a game and how many you buy and how long it takes to do it and what ad got you there. And then they use that to help other developers sell ads that get you to get another game so you'll do the same thing. And by the way, Apple is a huge beneficiary of that because they're getting 30% of that purchase. And so it's been this very, like if you leave aside the sort of like personal animus behind, between the companies, Apple and Facebook have had this very symbiotic 
partnership where Apple's offloaded all of sort of the dirty work of driving App Store revenue to Facebook. Right. And then Apple's sort of pulled it all in on the backside. Because they still get they get their 30% when you actually spend the money in the app. That's right. And so, and so when it comes to this track stuff, Apple frames as, oh, we're avoiding Facebook from getting all your personal details. That's no, what, what's really getting stopped here is conversion data. And Apple, you, and this ties back to the whole, you know, sort of Spotify dispute and what you can say in your app. Apple views all conversion data in every app on the store as theirs because it goes via in-app purchase, which they demand every app uses. And so Apple has perfect insight into that conversion data, which they are quite clear goes into how how they just decide what apps to show to you. May 14th, Cloudflare. The bigger the internet gets, the more powerful they became, the more scalable sort of their service became. Yeah. And what's interesting is by... So they end up where they have these servers all over the world, just scattered everywhere. And they're all just sort of bog standard x86 servers, right? Although I think they actually have some ARM ones now too. And everything is software defined. And so you think about it, once you have that network in place, you can offer firewall services, you can offer uh, networking services, like for for companies, you can offer VPN services. And, And it's really just a matter of writing the software because all the hardware is sort of in place. And you can, over time, offer cloud computing services because it's like, okay, we're just building, we have these these resources, we can make those resources available to everyone, a la Amazon, doing the same thing. The difference is that Amazon's stuff was all centralized in these big data centers, which made sense at the time, and Cloudflares are totally distributed. Now, Cloudflare is like uh, one one hundredth the size of AWS. like They're not like competitive today, but the fundamentally different approach of sort of outside in one, you can build very different applications today that are very interesting, but two in the long run, the more the internet becomes fractured and you have to, you know, serve people differently in different countries, the more interesting and valuable having a fully distributed sort of service becomes. May 18th, iCloud in China. The critics of Apple act like the story stops there and then good things happen because Apple you know, gave up money for the principle of of security and privacy. And it's like, yeah, but that's not actually what happens to the people who live in China. They they just suddenly can't buy iPhones and have to buy phones that, in my opinion, are almost certainly less secure. Well, see, that's where I do push back on you a little bit, where I think I actually feel very comfortable commenting on this story because I think for better or worse, I'm very consistent on the a lot of this stuff is gray. There are trade-offs, right? Like it, it kind of cuts both ways. And so I'm willing to grant it here. Like, yeah, I mean, Apple has one position in most of the world and a different position in China, and they make a lot of money there, and that's the way it is. I would not go as far as you in sort of saying, hey, but they're still, you know, it's better than they're giving their customers, you know, better than the alternatives. I, the reality is, is they're giving, they're in China to make money. And I think this idea that, I think this is a story they tell themselves that we're giving people in China better than what they would have had otherwise. Yeah. It's a very extremely self-serving one. It's sort of the same story that sort of Western business people told themselves for years about, oh, you know, free trade and taking the jobs away from wherever and sending them to China. It's actually raising the world as a whole. And it's like, well, okay, you can make that argument. Absolutely, like uh, hundreds of millions of people were raised out of poverty in China, and that's a good thing for like the human race as a whole. But let's be honest here. That wasn't your motivation. May 21st. Remotes 
M1s, and iMacs. I loved your take in the uh, iMac review that you're going to make the call. This is an iconic design, which I think is absolutely the case. I mean, this is uh, when you had the recording right after the announcement. I'm like, this is I think I made the same comparison. This is the original iMac, like more than any iMac that has come since then. Because that was about like looking good and something you would put in your house, which you would never do with computers before. And this just like completely resets that paradigm in a way that the M1 uniquely sort of makes possible. I mean, it, it looks amazing in pictures. I can't wait to see it in person. Well, the, I, I called back to the original 1984 Mac, and I feel like it's become so internalized in our uh, nerd bones that, that, oh, of course, that's what the original Mac looked like. It was an all-in-one. There was no reason that the Mac had to be an all-in-one. That's right. right? And it was like if, vertical, right? When all the, with the one, Even the ones at the time yeah. were these horizontal sort of – Right. Yep. I think about how much easier it would have been for Apple to just build a a you know typical wide pizza box, but really probably like three pizza boxes high stack, and then you would just put a monitor on top of it. It would have been so much easier. It's it's, it's kind of crazy, yep. and and part of it was that then you could have this nice little Mac, and you could put it on your dorm room desk or your office desk or your you know put it in your home, put it in your living room, and it didn't take up a lot of space, and it actually kind of looked cute and cool and futuristic. Um, but there was no reason they had to do that. May twenty fourth, Cook on the stand. It goes back to the argument we made a couple of weeks ago, or which is that. Maybe the real outcome that Apple should be concerned about here is not about winning or losing the case, but winning or losing the PR war. Yeah. And in that regard, like Friday was a disaster. I mean, that, that yeah. it, it's hard. Like, if you were paying close attention to your point, it just looked like Apple just looked absolutely money grubbing. We're going to get everything that's ours. It's not enough. We 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 actually should get more. I maybe I, maybe I'm overreading into it because that's been my sense about them in the Apple Store that they have this sense of entitlement that they, the Apple Store, the App Store, they have this sense of entitlement that they ought to be getting even more. But that certainly is the sense that I got from his testimony. Oh, absolutely, and I I think that the he he clearly was briefed, and again, you know that he did his technical homework, but it just does not seem like the, whatever mock questions they asked him prepared him for the, the publicity, like you said, the PR of, of not looking like your money grubbing, right? It's, <laughs> right. There's it, another word for it, right? That's what it yeah, sounds like. <laughs> May 27th, Google and Microsoft. The people at Microsoft had to have been looking at Google over the years and, you know, with Bing and a whole bunch of other things, places where Google did get ahead, Microsoft has tried to catch up and they, you know, and there's Teams, which is caught up with Slack and other things. And, and Microsoft sees, has, and has a great natural instinct for seeing where they're behind and, and trying to catch up. But they must have also at Microsoft seen, oh my God, they're so, you know, they could do this. If we were there, we would just build this oh, platform. Microsoft was petrified of right. Docs. Absolutely petrified. They were, that, they were more scared of that than probably any other product in tech. And, and, right. and they responded massively and, right. and they, they overwhelmed it. And Google had like, if Microsoft had been in charge of Google docs, Google docs would rule the world without right. like, and, and just the, the whole Google enterprise sort of suite. It's like, Microsoft, this is Microsoft, right? If they had controlled the iPad, like the iPad would have the most thriving, amazing developer ecosystem yeah. ever, right? Yeah. Microsoft's problem is they just can't get stuff off the ground. But once that, once it's going, they are ecosystem machines. Satya Nadell had a line at Build this week. He's like, we want to be the platform company for platforms. And that is, mm -hmm. that's Microsoft. That's what they do. Yep. 
Yeah, that and and that's what Google could have gotten in on that and didn't. The the platform platform for platforms. What? Yeah, <laughs> is that what it is? No, no but, but well, Google the platform the for platforms. The platform for platforms. This is where Google and Apple are very similar. They're both product companies. Uh Big month for Apple. Thanks to Epic. This month was brought to you by by Apple v. Epic. Yeah, because otherwise the month before WWDC is usually Stone Cold Radio Silence from Apple, right? Not this month. It it was like the opposite of Stone Cold Radio Silence because we got like all these emails of all these internal sort of deliberations that you normally never see, which is the best part of these lawsuits. I mean, you know, who cares who wins? We just want more email. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's, you know, and it's like there are things that you know that they were talked about, but you didn't know if they were talked about on email, you know, or if they're talked about verbally and then they disappear into the, but like just little ones too. Like, uh, I don't even know if we talked about it, but like Eddie Q pushing for iMessage for Android eight years ago. Which is interesting because they just announced uh, FaceTime, which will work on the web on other right. operating systems. On including WBC. Android, right. Including That's Android. Right. So yeah, what comes around goes around. That's right. Anyhow, if you can subscribe, you can go to dithering.fm and you can subscribe for $5 a month, $50 a year, and you can get us in your ears two times a week, 15 minutes an episode, not a minute less, not a minute more. But it's actually a second, so I think I think it's fair. <laughs> and it'll work in whatever your favorite podcast player is. Whatever you're listening to us on Dithering Preview in almost certainly will work like, a, like, like, like butter. Like a knife through butter? Like a knife through butter. I don't know. I'm punchy.